0: welcome to bit friends podcast living life and love i'm your host mark braxton from raleigh north carolina bit friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by valerie for information about bit friends classes support groups for youth teens and adults visit us at www.bitfriends.org with questions or comments, you can email us at support at bitfriends.org. BitFriends podcasts are now sponsored by My Lego team. Welcome to Living Life in Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. On today's show, I would like to welcome TJ and Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you
1: for having us. Oh, you're Glad welcome. You're welcome.
0: Uh, so, I want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to int- fully introduce yourselves. Tell us your your name, where you're from, and anything else you want to share. Then we'll jump into our conversation.
2: Okay. Go ahead,
1: sweet. Uh okay. So, <laughs> well, my name is Michelle, and um, I'm originally from Gary, Indiana. Uh, I was born and raised Gary, Indiana. I went to Historically black college, Tennessee State University. Uh-huh. Yes, TTTSSSU. Okay. <laughs> so it's, uh, now, but now I live in Baltimore City and um, I'm the executive director for a housing authority. Uh, me and my husband together own a uh, sublimation embroidery and um, apparel business. It's a small business that we just started. And um, I guess from there, uh, we, we're, well, me, along with my husband, we're the new uh Baltimore City Vic Friends leaders. Awesome, awesome. Real quick before we
0: get to you, TJ, mm-hmm. you said Gary, Indiana.
1: Yes, born and raised.
0: So wasn't there a famous family from Gary, Indiana?
1: The Jacksons, baby. The, the, Jackson. the, the most famous family in the, in the world. No, we don't say world. Michael Jackson, right. yes. Ultimate
0: entertainer. Now, yes, when you were I, there, did you ever ride by where they live? Like, oh, that's the Jacksons or... Uh, was it just like, comment You know, like, that's yeah. the
1: first question. It, it, that's kind of the first question everybody always asks. I went to Roosevelt High School on 25th Avenue. The parking lot to my high school, their house was adjacent. Oh, wow. That's how close awesome. it was. That's how close it is. And actually, if in the film, if they would have just turned just a little more, you would have saw... <laughs> oh, wow. saw the parking lot. But it's right there. So it's extremely <laughs> close.
0: Now you didn't move walk in front of the house or anything like that, did you?
1: Not no. yet. You know what? TJ, we <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> 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 when I
2: went to visit, I made sure I did a move You walk.
0: know that's hey,
1: you know, we'll walk. We gonna actually we'll be there this weekend. We gonna go by the house. We gonna video.
0: Move
3: Oh gosh! All right,
0: thank you. But let's go to TJ. TJ, where are you from?
2: Yeah, my name is TJ. Uh, I'm from South Boston, Virginia, a small town in Southern Virginia, right on the borderline of North Carolina, Virginia, about an hour or so outside of Raleigh. Uh, so I, I grew up in that area, a small Southern town, um, known for its tobacco and everything else. I went to Virginia State University, historically black college and university, home of the mighty Trojans. And uh, I got you.
3: But from there, I went to
2: uh, VCU, and uh, I became a... you uh, studying mass communications and journalism. I left there, and I was a writer for about a good 10 years in, in Southern Virginia and in North Carolina, High Point, North Carolina, and Danville, okay. Virginia. Awesome. Writer awesome. and newspaper editor. And from there, I went to AOL, and right now I'm a knowledge manager for a government IT company, government contractor. And, uh, man, I just... Hey, I, I love basketball, I love my Philadelphia Eagles, and <laughs> I love my wife's steak. All right. <laughs> but,
1: but It, it looks always like we have comes it. around the food. It uh, always hey, comes back. to food.
0: Look, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. It looks like we have an HBCU connection here because I'm Shaw University you know, so, hey! uh, you know, why
3: not? Uh, you. Yeah. Yes. Hey, hey
0: there's, there's a lot, a lot of connection there. So let's talk about, um, and for our listeners, yes, this is our Vitiligo um, podcast, a friends podcast, and um, we're going to start off talking a little bit about Vitiligo, just a little bit, and then we're going to move into a totally different direction. So both my guests, both of you have Vitiligo. Yes. So yeah. let's talk about your journeys. Um, it I don't. It doesn't matter who starts, with it's T.J. Or Michelle. But let's talk a little bit about your journey. What it was like. Um, some of your thoughts about having vitiligo, or maybe any any treatments that you've taken.
2: Okay, uh, I'll I'll go. Um, I started noticing uh, spots on my hands. I guess it was around 2012, 2013. Uh, during that time, I was doing a, a full contact sport called crab maga. And I did it for about three or four years. Uh, I became like an assistant instructor. And, but a lot of the training requires you to, to hit bags and, and you know, do a lot of punching, a lot of kicking, a lot of striking. And uh, I think I had a bruise on my hand and it just didn't heal. Um, do pushups on my knuckles and everything. So it kind of started from my knuckles. And it just started <laughs> to progress after that. Um, right around that time, I was getting, getting rid of a, uh, out of a situation where I was engaged to someone and it didn't go well. Um, so I guess with that, it kind of increased <laughs> my wife claps. <laughs> that, that's what we're laughing for. She's, she's clapping. Y'all can't
0: see her. I can see them. For me. <laughs> <clapping.
2: That's> right. <laughs> yeah. So it, it kind of increased as my stress level increased. Uh, I right. was already stressful right. enough uh, by doing all the striking I was doing and uh, all basically a full contact sport where I'm getting hit and everything else. So coupled couple with a bad relationship, bad situation and leaving from that. And it just kind of increased from there. And, you know, I didn't know what to feel at first because I did have a family member at one time. I just remember I was very young. Uh, it was my uncle and he had it. So, and even now uh, I have cousins who have it as well. So it's kind of a hereditary thing with me. Um right. Uh, it, and it just kind of sparked at during when I was a, an old man, pretty much. I was in my thirties, uh, so well, I was much older. Sorry
1: to all the thirty year olds out there.
3: <laughs> well, you're not
2: old at thirty. Trust me, I'm way, I'm way beyond thirties. Yeah, you're not old. I'm sorry, but but yeah, kind of kind of progressed after that. But um, it it was. It made me feel. I, I couldn't explain how it made me feel early because it was so it was so shocking. And I honestly thought it would go away, um, but I've come to accept it. It's it's still some some days where I'm just I look at myself and I I'm changing, so to speak. I'm not who I was, but that doesn't change who I am. I totally know that, um, but it's just happening and. I've, I'm learning to to accept that, and, and meeting my wife was a great thing because this, we went through similar situations. Her story is more detailed, and and, and has a longer longer situation behind it, but it, it's still the same story, so so to right. speak. Still, we'll kind of travel the same path, and but just take different routes. Right. I guess that's
0: with everything so and you know it's interesting um because sometimes often i i try to figure out when did my vitiligo start um i know i was about mm, 26 or so um but i often go back and try to figure out what at what point in my life did it first start and, and it gets muddy after a while because i'm like i don't know i don't know but i, I was working for a stained glass company mm-hmm. and i cut myself one time, and. You know, here, you you know, you talk about punching the bags and, and being in a full contact sport. I'm thinking maybe that's what started it. Because uh, to this day, I still don't recall. I, I recall having, you know, what looked like a scab, Trauma. itching, and yeah. um, scratching. Trauma to yeah, the spot. Right. So I'm yeah. wondering if that was it for myself. I don't know. It, it's so long ago. I don't remember. Then there was some other things that happened um, in my life around that time. A grandfather passed and just... I think the stress of just life sometimes you know these right. things it, it pushes vitiligo into light speed sometimes and next thing you know you mm-hmm. got spots everywhere and you don't know where the spots came from you go to bed you wake up there's a spot you know and, and everybody's journey is so different mm-hmm. so michelle let's talk about your journey with vitiligo <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> so mine's a little different well, I, oh, you say the same journey, but this has been a long journey. No, uh my vitiligo started when I was in elementary. Oh, okay. I uh, I remember being. I don't remember exactly what age it was. I just knew it was it was elementary. Um, it started on my right knee, and I remember saying, "Ma, my I got a spot on my knee, I, and it won't go away." And so she said, "Well, if it get any bigger, just let me know." So time went by, and the spy got bigger. I said, "Ma, you know, the spike got bigger." And she made an appointment, went to the doctor. I, I'll never forget. Never ever, I could never ever forget this. It, it was a, a, a Caucasian doctor, and he described to me. Well, you know what? Maybe they don't have anything to do with it, but the way he described it. It we, I'm sitting on the table, it's cold. I just remember this blue, ugly blue paint on the walls, and just sitting there shaking, staring at the wall. And him trying to explain that my skin is like paint, and when paint get old, it chips. You want, know, you know, how paint when paint gets old, it chips. That's what your skin is doing. Wow, that's how he explained. I and I looked at it, I'm like. Looking at my mom, my mom looking at me like, what, what are you talking about? So as he progressed with what he was talking about, he started talking about different treatments. And um the different treatments he talked about were the UV light. He talked about, and so I was born in 1980. So in elementary, I had to, so so it had to be in the 80s. This had to be in the 80s then when he was talking to me. When I was at the doctor, it was in the 80s. So uh, um, he said there's, it was this, uh, it's a pill you could take and you have to wear UV glasses. Mm. You have to go, you can go outside for an hour a day and that's all you could do. You have to turn over, lay for a half hour on one side and then flip over and lay on the other side for a half hour. Or you could do the UV light. And so my mom worked at the steel mill at the time. And so I mean, she just had kids. It was just life. And where we were going, I would have to take the I would have to take the bus to get to the doctor to do the UV light. And I would be by myself or either had to carry my brother and my sister with me. So uh uh we didn't have a lot of money. And just to give you an we lived on 10th Avenue. Maryville was around 60th. So wow. I would have to take the blocks, the the bus, we would have to take the bus to right. go to the doctor each time, like three times a week. Uh so and then he said, my skin was going, was, uh, my skin would blister. So then that's what turned me off too. So I said, okay, I'll go with the, uh, um, with the glasses. And actually let me rewind. I'm sorry. Let me rewind for years. I didn't even, I didn't go to the, do- I went to the doctor, but for years I didn't do anything. Right. And then, um, I got to, it got to, what was it? Middle school. And it was funny. Cause my mom said, we going into middle school. It started on my it started on my knee, and by time I by the time I got to middle school, it was like I had raccoon around my eyes, right, right, and my nose. I had a patch behind my neck and one little one on my chin. And she like, you want to wear makeup? I remember her, you want to wear makeup in the summer. Summer right before middle school. You want to wear makeup? Nope, 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 nope. But then as soon as school was about to start, I got scared. Right, <laughs> I got scared. right. <laughs> I, got scared. I got scared. I said, yeah, I want make So. I remember going to the mall. We got fashion fair. Fashion, I think it was fashion fair. Yeah, the little pink, little pink makeup uh kit, and uh, uh that's when I started putting on makeup, and um, it just progressed from there. High school, I would say it was more my hands, my elbows started. Right. Both my knees were white. Um, when I left high school, it was my eyes, my. Little spots on my face, my hands, and my knees, and just a little spot here and there, my elbows. I get to college, relationship, the first you, you your first love, all that. this went to crap. <laughs> everything went to crap. And when everything went to crap, everything went to crap. Right. And so right. through through colleges, where uh, I basically turned white, um, my skin turned white. I uh, I TJ's color. Wow, your color. Wow, your color. That's 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 my that's my original color. Right. And so, um, being in college, being in college, and dealing with all the things that I was was dealing with, it was depressing. It was very depressing. But I, I mean, I did a lot, and I didn't do a lot, and I think vitiligo hindered me in a lot of ways, but. Have been blessed so much that it's, it's unfathomable. You only have what an hour <laughs> <laughs> we so might have to do round two. <laughs> right. I guess but, but I'm trying to go fast through it. No, no, I you're just, you're fine. I'm fine. Okay. I remember when um when I got to my breaking point and I called my mom crying, 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 crying. What you crying for? I said, uh um my mom, I'm tired. I'm tired of all this makeup. I'm tired of it. It was, I had just graduated college. I had just graduated my undergrad. So it had to be maybe two, two thousand, five, 2005 or 2006. And I'm crying on the phone. She said, Mimi, you're more white than you are black. Stop putting the makeup on. So I mustered up and put my big girl panties on. And I just didn't wear it. Right. And guess what? Not one person said anything to me. Like, I went to work. I went to work. I went everywhere like it was. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Am I a crazy one? I just went from this color to this color and nobody really said anything. And I think that was God. That was, that was nothing but God. And so it's just, I've had so many... I didn't know anyone with vitiligo my whole life until I moved up to Maryland. I knew no one. No, I don't have any flat. I don't have any family members with vitiligo. Even right now, I don't know anyone in my family that has vitiligo. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any anyone that had vitiligo. So growing up, um, kids gonna be kids are kids. Right. Right. And I think adults, the, the adults were worse to me. I've had adults tell me that I'm as soon as I turn all white, I'ma die. And I was a child. I've had I have had adults do just just touch your hand, hurry up, throw their hand like right. I mean do the right. nastiest. Adults have done the nastiest things to me. And kids, like I said, kids are gonna be kids and we're gonna jab on each other. Right. Just, we just we're gonna find what it is and we're gonna jab. But it was just it was so much growing up, it was a lot of hurt. And it was a lot of pain mm. because my parents didn't know what it was. The doctor gonna tell me it was some paint chips,
3: <laughs> right?
0: But but you know, uh, real quick,
1: <laughs> the
3: the
0: the adults are the worst ones. To be honest. The worst. Worst. When we I do presentations it. for kids, they're curious, they want to know, they're not laughing, they're asking great questions and giving mm-hmm. great responses. The adults. I, I I think because most of us grew up in a time where if you look different, mm-hmm. you made fun of people, we laugh, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you this, you that. And I've had people ask ignorant questions like is it leprosy? Is it it? Mm-hmm. You don't look like.
3: Yeah. yeah. I
0: know you read that in the Bible. I know. Yes. But no, it's not leprosy. You know, it, it's two mm-hmm. different things.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But sure. I, the adults are the That's worst. They are. They're they horrible. Adults are horrible. I mean and de- oh. Uh, uh, I, adults almost, are horrible.
2: I almost got into a situation when I was move had to move furniture with somebody because he asked if I was trying to be white. <laughs> like, how would I actually have to do this to myself? Why would
1: you do why this? Would, yourself? Why, right. Like I was doing this, like I was and doing. if you did just yourself, you're doing a bad job because right. you <laughs> right. a little
2: even around
3: blended
2: <laughs> it, <and turn> it.
0: somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing: even if I you would if time your time. skin turned all white, it still does not take away your identity. It does want a black man, mean. you're gonna die a black man. Just because your skin looks different, it doesn't change who you are, it doesn't change your family values or or your customs or any of that thing, you know, it any doesn't. of that. Um and I've had somebody ask that question. You know, does it take away your blackness? No, no. no.
3: Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Only one that can be.
0: take away my blackness is me. And doesn't take it away. Is the choices I made? You know, would mm-hmm. define and yeah, yeah, would define how but I identify myself. But the the society is going to tell me whether I'm black or not. To be honest, I have, I have an
1: issue for <laughs> you. I have a good issue for you. So while you while how do I say it um it hurts me so much that i don't look like my family mm. but you look like your family you look i look like my family when you know me features but complexion the first thing people look at is complexion they don't look right. at Absolutely. and people don't understand how they they hurt my feelings. See, so they don't understand how they hurt my feelings. You don't look like that. Ain't your sister? That ain't. Right. Your, I'm saying, like adults. We back at adults again. They right. people say people say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will say anything, and sometimes, and we don't think, we don't, we don't think how it's gonna hurt the other person. Right. And then you look at me now. You don't understand the struggle that was before. And what most people you don't understand the struggle. Yeah, people always think, "Oh, sh- this is what they always think." She red bone. She get it what she get right. it. Today. No, you don't know. You just right. don't know. You just don't know. It's it's. You look at me now, and, and you look at me after the ashes and the fire, and the, I mean, you look right. at me after the hell. Absolutely. And I still go through when we when we when we came to the uh, Bitoligo conference, and we were driving up. To the In D.C., mm-hmm. I almost had a meltdown. And TJ, look, and we had just started dating, and we was around when we...
3: <laughs> and we're
0: going to get to that soon.
1: <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> he's like, he's looking at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm crying, and I'm crying, because I had never been around our population. Right, All right. And it was just scaring me. And I'm just like, I don't know how to... I don't know. No, I'm still going I, I how I felt.
0: Right. Um. When, you know, my journey, um, the only other person I knew with Vitiligo at the time was Terrell. And Terrell went to my high school. He didn't go to my high school. His his Some of his friends went to my high school. But I knew Terrell um, from high school. He's the only person I knew with Vitiligo. But I didn't know what it was at the time because I didn't have it. And then when I went to Shaw, I was a senior. And Terrell got, um, I think he got there. Um. Yeah, it might have been my senior year and Terrell was there. And once again, well, I, I knew somebody else that had vitiligo. So it was uh, two people I knew with vitiligo, but I still didn't know much about it. And then when I started developing vitiligo, Terrell said he noticed, but he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Now, my frat brothers clowned me because they I was, once again, in a relationship dating somebody. And they was like, yo, mm-hmm. she must be stressing you out because you turning white. And I'm like, Um, well, I am stressed out, but I don't think it's her. It's just the vitiligo. But I think people don't realize relationships can provide stress. They can give you that extra dose of stress that you got to learn how to deal with, you know?
1: And especially when you transition, because you're trying to figure out who you are now and what's going on. And then you got somebody else on your side. And it's, it's a difficult – it's just difficult. Right. Just like with him. You know, like, he could say some of the things, say it like, oh, uh, it was easy or it was this. But I can see the transition from TJ. Right, right. I can see the transition in between. So, you know, I, I see – I'm on the outside looking in, but I can – I see it. Right. And, and, and so –
0: but you have a heads up because you have mm-hmm. the same condition and you know how to support him in it, although his mm-hmm. journey is still different from yours and he's still going oh, yeah. to have those moments. Oh, yeah,
1: I'm supporting him. Oh, yeah. But
0: you know how to support him. What I've run into is that people without vitiligo mm-hmm. don't know how to support us properly. And they say things that I don't think they mean harm, but I, I've heard, you know, it doesn't bother me. Of course not you don't live with the condition. You don't have to look in the mirror. You don't have to worry about staring. People, well,
3: mm-hmm. they stare yeah. for
0: different reasons, but I, I'm like, stop telling me it doesn't bother you. I get it, I understand you're okay with it, but I'm the one that has to live with it. I have to look in the mirror mm-hmm. and look at myself and say, I'm okay. And until I can get to that point, I'm gonna struggle, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's the point I, I pray that many many of the people in our community get to the point they can look in the mirror and say, I love you regardless mm-hmm. of what I look like. I, I love who I see in that mirror, you know? Absolutely. And, and that's mm-hmm. what the support group's all about to me. But I wanna talk about something. So you said when y'all were dating and y'all went to this convention, so my my podcast is Living Life and Love. We talked a little bit about life. Let's talk about some of that love stuff because, you know, exactly. Valentine's Day will right. be here before you know it.
1: Yeah, you're going to have me crying trying to talk about <laughs> that thinking way back way yeah. back. when. But i like, can we go
0: to the next thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, we we got to talk about some of that relationship stuff because, and, and I, right. I like to talk about relationships because in our community, some of us struggle with that. Some of us don't have a problem. We can meet people, date, no problem. They get married. And there's some of us that you know, we look and we're like, I want that too, and I'm trying to figure out how to get that. You know, they're trying to figure out how to get the relationship that sustains them and it leads into marriage and all that. So, I like to hear from other people because I feel like it's going to give somebody encouragement to say, you know what, I can find the love of my life and I can find my husband and wife and be happy. So, let's talk about how did you two
3: meet? Well, <laughs> oh,
0: <uh-oh>. no. <laughs>
1: No, wow. no, no. We met in, uh, uh we met on Halloween, it was a Halloween oh. night, it was a Halloween party.
2: Who dressed yeah, so... up as Michael Jackson?
1: <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not I was
2: dressed up as a, a doctor, but... okay. <laughs> That's the
1: money. I
2: don't know what that has to do And with
1: I, I was a kid. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay,
1: okay,
2: yeah, and um I just got out of that situation that we were talking about right. earlier, right? And um, so I, it, I was at the point where I was, me and my homeboy at the time, he's still my homeboy. He was he was in my wedding and everything. But he uh, was just like, man, you got to get out, man. You got to get out of the house. Yeah, we're going to, kidding. we're going, you know, come on. We're going to the Halloween thing. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to rent myself. It's, it's at a hotel. Um, and I you know in the little convention part, so I was like, I'll rent myself a room right there, and <laughs> I had myself a bottle of Hennessy, and I was just laying. I, black, I, Hennessy. I, black Hennessy, not
1: black like Hennessy, it was a bottle of black oh, Hennessy. Yeah, I, I was really going
2: through the most, yeah. And, uh, and I just uh sat there, and I, I remember turning on uh the original Halloween on AE wow. with like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I was just sitting there laying on my bed with uh with the OR scrubs on because that was my uh that was my outfit with the right. mask too at the time, predating what's going on now. Wow.
3: Right, Lord. right.
2: Right. And uh and just just chilling. I was like, I'm not gonna he was like, okay, I'm coming with my with my girl and I got somebody else is coming with me, but she ain't trying to really talk to nobody right now. So i not try to holler at her, please. I'm just like, man, I'm the situation. For six years. I, I'm not trying to talk to this young lady. It's, I'm just trying to have a good time. I, I'm already almost there, twisted right now. So let's just
1: walk downstairs and have a good time at this Halloween party, you know? Um. So, on my side, now his girlfriend and his girlfriend and I work together. Oh, wow. And so, we knew each other from Baltimore. Actually, I I ran. I I worked for the housing authority of Prince George's County and I worked for the Baltimore City Housing Authority. We met at Baltimore City Housing Authority. And when I got to uh, Prince George's, I hired her to come on. So that's how I know her. And she came to me one day, it was earlier in the year year, and showed me a picture and said, you want to, you want to talk to my, uh..." she had just met him on what was it? One uh, uh, of the... Tango, yeah, What is the... What are the is online dating sites? Is
0: that still around?
1: Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, you know, is it still around?
3: Uh, oh, no, he, I don't uh, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, yeah, no, okay, no. so they met, on, they met online, and right. she was like, well, you want to do a double date? And she showed me the picture. I said, uh-uh, no, I don't want to talk to him. And, and left it at that. So Halloween, she said, you want to go to Crystal City to the um, Halloween party? Now, uh, oh, and mind you, the picture she showed me before—he it was a long time ago. He didn't have vitiligo at right. that point, so he didn't. I didn't even know he had vitiligo. And so she invited me to the party, and I said, okay, cool. I didn't even know, I didn't even know Mike had invited anybody. I didn't know TJ was going to be there. I just thought it was me, Sharika, and Mike going to the Halloween party. So he said, oh, my friend here at the hotel. I said, oh, okay. So let's go up to his room knock on the door TJ opens the door and when I come through I say oh you got Villa like like I do <laughs> and, and I just went and sat down mm-hmm. so we over sitting down and I just never I ain't say nothing else about it we just start talking
2: and this is this is also very interesting because these are two women that are from the Midwest and uh I'm just trying to introduce myself to talk about where he's from and everything right. so I ended up introducing myself uh speaking to, to the other young lady first and she was just like, oh, I'm from Flint, you know. I was like, ooh, wow, you from Flint. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? Uh, at least you're not from Gary. And no. I said, Uh-oh. wait, <laughs> Exactly. I
1: said, <laughs> wait, what did, you, what, did you, what did you just say about Gary? I'm just
2: saying because the city is I, but I, I, would, I had no knowledge. And I, I, I
1: said, it. Mike, I said, Mike, why you tell him where I'm from? He said, I ain't never told him where you're from. I said, Jerika, she said, I never told him where you were from. Wow. It was just he just said Gary the so
2: I instantly had to apologize to her. I was, you like, know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to say Gary was this or that. It, you know, it, I looked like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like one. So yeah. Uh, from that point, we we just hit it off. We just started because at the time we were both,
1: you know, partying. He got two. Right, up. Right. Let me you what happened. He got two up at the Halloween party. <laughs> yeah. Drinking that blackhead, oh, yeah, yeah,
2: I, I wasn't eating anything either. So, so you no, had to take care
1: we of. He had, had a good night. I took care of him, uh-huh. and that's what it was. The next morning, he was messed up, and I said, "Well, and look, this is the crazy part. I had on these these heels, but my feet were hurting so bad. And the, the women can attest to this. The next day, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk <laughs> in the heels. I got. It. I'm like, no, my feet burning. So I said, give me your shoes, TJ. So I'm in the hotel. We go downstairs. I go to the front desk and all every when I mean everything is gone. The Pepto-Bismol is gone. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody party real hard at this Halloween party. So I go back upstairs and tell him. Long story short, we leave. He runs to the door. Can I have your number? I gave him my number, and he hasn't left my side since then. All right.
0: So in other words, you saying for somebody there listening. Sometimes it's just as easy as asking, "May I have your number?" And boom, that was it. it. Yeah, that's
1: really what it comes it. down. He said, "Can I have
0: your number?" And I said, "Okay." Yeah, Gave my number, and that was
1: it.
0: You know, sometimes we we think dating and relationships and finding love can be so challenging. Sometimes in situations, you're put in the right place at the right time. And, and had to be any different, you know think about it. Had you decided not yeah. to go to the hotel? None of this would have happened. It would have been None of this you would be, have you've been sitting at home, probably still exactly.
3: sitting at home, <laughs> <So> <laughs> but, <crazy>. right. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but right. it's one of exactly. those
0: things, you know. I, and I, and, I do, and I do talk about it. I say, you know, um, lo- love is out there, and I know it's one of those things that we either embrace it or we run from it. We embrace it, all because the
1: person you. can do is say no, right? Absolutely. That's it. I mean, it won't hurt you. It won't harm right. you. That's all they can right. do is say, no, just walk away. Right. Right. Absolutely. But guess what? You you shot your shot. Shot your shot.
2: Can't be afraid of rejection in that situation.
0: Think about it. Hey, in mm-hmm. terms of basketball, how many shots did Shaq shoot and miss? And he kept shooting though, right? Mm-hmm. He might and hit one shot. <laughs> but yeah, it's right. one of those things, you know, you don't give up. You don't give up on exactly. love. You know, That's it, right. it yeah, and I know it, I know it stings and hurts when you get in relationships that don't work, and you kind of feel like ah, I'm done with it. I've been there many times. Ah, I'm, mm-hmm. eh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Eh, I want to talk about love and relationships. And now I got a podcast called Living Life and Love because I feel like we need to talk about it. You know, right. let, let's let's have those conversations because somebody mm-hmm. out there is listening, saying I needed to hear that. So when, right, right. so when Halloween comes around, I'm going to go get my costume, and I might <laughs> look
2: up to you.
3: Know? Don't put your cat suit on, girl. <laughs> go get him, girl. You know that's right. right. When she's it, black,
2: <laughs> make sure you eat something.
3: Eat something.
0: Right, right. <laughs>
1: and,
0: and, and be responsible. Whatever you do, be responsible. You know, Stay at the hotel.
1: Don't drive. That's right. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And and you know, we talked about going to um, World Vitiligo Day. Um for myself i've only met people in north carolina and maybe four other people outside of north carolina but when it comes to the entire vitiligo family i've only met everyone virtually
1: ah and and that's funny i met them at the at the conference and then you know we connected online Online. and for years they wanted me to do a chapter and i was like "Uh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i said finally i will do it well, good, good. <laughs> and we welcome you look look.
0: i avoided um and we're gonna get back to the love thing in a minute but i avoided okay. um support groups they would give me cards i, I, I had to. like i had like three or four mm-hmm. cards i was running me like too. nope i'm good i don't need no support yeah, group yeah. Me too. i'm in i'm in the room mad and upset look at my vitiligo man support <laughs> group nope not going and then finally i decided one day i i and I, and I spoke about it on one of my past podcasts, A Little Girl at Camp. And a couple of things, factors that contributed to me making the decision. One was a relationship. She told me I was too insecure and had low self-esteem and was like, peace out. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. Just like that. And wow. we haven't talked to each other since. Like, wow. when wait, she wait, wait. out. How
1: long, did, how long did you date? Uh, two and a half years.
0: Yeah, she, and she said she pieced out it was like completely done i was just like okay what do i do now do i do i sit here and and be mad and frustrated or do i work on myself because i admit i was i did have some insecurities and a lot of it mm-hmm. came from my skin vitiligo you know, mm-hmm. you see this brother walking over here, his skin glistening. My skin, we got like yeah. three or four different colors. <laughs> yeah. You know, all the yeah. yeah. I'm like, those are factors. Yeah, yeah seriously. I got like dark. Listen, I got a I got a dark is, dark mark over here and light skinned mm-hmm. and I'm I'm white on one end. and I got red underneath. You know, it's like come on, can I
1: get one color? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, the one thing about having vitiligo so long, I see the change, yeah. and it's yeah. like. Vitilagos, like, you're a, a walk-in work of art. You're right. beautiful. Right. And th- and people are embracing so much difference now that if you didn't have confidence, make it up. For years, If right. you didn't have it, if you don't have it, make it up.
2: Yeah. Right. For you years, know, I- I've always wanted a tattoo. You? I wanted a tattoo for years. And somehow I just never psyched <laughs> myself up in the game. But now I have my own natural
3: tattoo. And that's yeah. true.
1: I've always well, said I would never get a tattoo. I've been enough colors in my life. I do not want it because people always because I'm so light. Oh, right. so pretty on you. Get your tattoo, no. Nah.
0: And, and no, I don't yeah. want that. I, I feel like if I got a tattoo now and then, all of a sudden I might have more spots and it's gonna move or shift and shift. Yeah, like. You know, it's like uh, yeah. And then yeah. I have, you know, you know, I, you I have a tattoo. brand no, fraternity kidding. brand, and now that has been a logo like on it, so it's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. you know so it's it, it. it on your arm yeah i have a long sleeves on right now you can't see oh, it okay. but yeah, okay. um, but yeah it, it's on oh, my arm yeah. that's
1: art that's what i'm saying art. this it, it, is art
0: yeah viniligo is
1: art embrace it
0: it is it is definitely now this is what a little girl said to me at camp and at first i was like why she she kept calling me butterfly this is it shortly after the breakup and she kept saying yeah butterfly yeah, butterfly. And I'm like, will you stop telling me I'm a butterfly? <laughs> you know, the first couple of times it was annoying. I'm not gonna front. I was like, you call me a butterfly. My name is Mr. B. You know, now I'm like, okay, maybe she gets B butterfly, I don't know. But she's talking about my skin. She kept pointing mm-hmm. out that she's five, and you know, like you you look like a butterfly.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: I'm like, okay, okay, uh-huh. I get it. Then we're going outside uh-huh. taking little nature walks, and what what I keep seeing? Butterflies. Butterflies. I'm like, okay, this little embrace girl is it. Me something. Embrace, embrace it. it. Right. Embrace,
3: embrace it. it. Yeah.
0: What, what she did, she saw my spots, like the butterfly spots on their wings. I yep. am like, Dang, you know, Lord, you you know how to put stuff in our minds or or we okay. or people in our places, in our space, rather, mm-hmm. and give us a message. So we can Absolutely. hear these things and see these things, you know. Um, but well, let's get back to relationships. So when did y'all okay. get married?
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The day we get married, DJ. <laughs> June the 16th, oh, no, no. 2018. 2018. 2018. Okay, okay. <laughs> awesome, six,
0: awesome. Six 18. So, and and yeah. i you know, so for marriage uh married couples or even people in relationships let's talk about that a little bit what are some things or advice you can give to someone who says okay i've been in this relationship i want to get married or i'm married but i don't know what to do to keep that spark alive because you know that spark fizzles in it it reignites and all that good stuff so what were some what are some things you can share with them or even some advice or some tips or whatever to help somebody out there
2: i would I would say communication. Communication right. is, is always key in any any situation. You always talk about the things that are bothering you. You know, the, right. what's going on? You you have to understand what the how the other person is feeling about certain things. And you you can't just aggressively be somebody who says this is this is the way I I I was raised and this is the way I think things should be. You have to understand that the other person has a path as well. And they they it, it takes took them some time to get there, but uh, respecting them and just talking with them and communicating with them, mm-hmm. I I think that's that's pretty much ne- it's a it's a key in the whole the whole diaspora of just being together and just being with someone, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're married for a long time or whether you're just with the person, you know, just meeting a person, you just you're just starting out, you know, being able to talk to each other. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think that, that's vital in, in a lot of what we do. And I
0: want to add to that um, for, for the men, you know, because I think sometimes we have the issue with communicating. You know, when we have right. challenges right. at work or not just work, just in life in general, when we see stuff, you know, we, we feel things, but we don't always want to talk about it. And we always yeah. say, I'm I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then we yeah. go behind, I always say we go behind the closed doors and we crying and stuff, but we're, we're not good.
3: good. And I
0: think our relationships will work much better if we learn how to share what we're feeling with the person that's supposed to be the closest one to us, which would be our spouse or that person that committed relationship. Um,
2: So true.
0: Yeah, and I say it all the time for any men listening, just be honest. Just say, if I'm not doing well, just say I'm not doing well, you know. Mm -hmm. And and I think from there, it it opens up so many more doors because it allows that other person to trust you more you know oh he he's really opening up good Michelle, mm-hmm. what do you think about that
1: okay I, i'm I, so i'm communication is is one of the biggest keys to to a successful relationship but there's a lot of other stuff too mm-hmm. um i don't think it's the the, the mm-hmm. biggest but i'm going to tell you the biggest thing that i think and this is for people that are single that are in relationships that are and that are married if you don't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? Absolutely. Now, having been a already puts you in your head at a right. default.
2: Disadvantage.
1: Disadvantage. That's yeah. a better word. Yes. At, at a disadvantage because you're already questioning who you are. Your body changes every day. You see a different person in the mirror every single day. And you're already questioning yourself. You have to learn to love yourself more than you thought you could. Right. You have to. You have to be at a point where you say, I don't like this about myself. I got to change it. And it's okay to change things. It's okay to change the way you look. Is important right. because before this, before we got live, we talked about, we talked about that. Yeah. People, we, we we I have we have I have other illnesses than right. that's bigger than vitiligo, right. but we always focus on what we can see. Right. So if it's the case that we're focusing on what what we see, why don't you make it better? Right. A lot of people we always want to say we don't want to do this and I don't want to change and I won't do that. Look, girl. If your lashes are all white, put on some strips. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if your my eyelashes are white, <laughs> right? paint them suckers. If paint your them hair Michelle. is too dark, get you a wig and put some weave in it. <laughs> Dye your hair. If it's a man, go to the gym. Do whatever you have right. to do to make yourself feel better. There's and no but way. not. I'm, and only thing I'm talking about right now, I'm sorry, but just give me a second. The only thing I'm talking about is being is the physical part right now. I'm not talking about the healing and everything you have to do with yourself. I just see a lot of people that always complain about the way they look and the things that's wrong.
3: Right.
1: My hair ain't this, my this ain't that. And have the means and the will to do. And I just think that us having vitiligo, you got to make yourself feel good. Right. If you slum in dirty clothes and in baggy clothes and in t-shirts and depressed all day, I've been there, done that, eating and just depressed. Right. Clothes, don't change your clothes, whatever else. They ain't doing what you're supposed to do, being depressed. And you got to pick yourself up, pick up pick yourself up, and you got to do better. You have to. So back to relationships. Once you figure out, and I was just being physical, just, just being Talking about the outside—that's all I was right, talking about. Right. There are more aspects, but I was only pointing to that. And being in a relationship, when you show confidence about yourself and you love yourself, and it may be easier, a little easier for women to kind of boom, 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 camouflage and deflect. But uh, uh, when you do, when you love yourself, I can love him better. Yeah,
3: right, there's right. no way there's,
1: he can love me better.
2: There's no way you can say that you're in love with somebody. If you don't love yourself, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And then I think when when people are when you're in a relationship and you have bitter light, go watch your your significant other and the way they treat you outside the house, inside the house, and when you're sick, when you're right. at your lowest, when you're at your lowest, that's who you know you're marrying. Don't marry somebody that makes you feel bad about yourself right. makes you th- that's not invested in you my husband is invested in me and i'm invested in him yeah. we love each other absolutely you know you you gotta love somebody to want to be and be married marriage is not fun <laughs> some days it's fun you have your little sprouts and then the next he's like i'm tired of you and then you <laughs> right. got you yeah. got uh, the the theater, no, 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 I'm sorry, you have COVID 19 on the run, <laughs> and you got you stuck. We stuck in the house. Right. And remember the beginning of the pandemic was like, oh my god, it was fun. And then it's like, I oh my gosh, <laughs> right? I just, TJ, why don't you cut your hair? You go to work and you cut your hair, but you want you in the house.
3: <laughs> I'm <telling> you, uh, <laughs> you don't want to
1: shave, and you don't want to do right. nothing.
3: This <laughs> <It> <laughs> is a true test. It uh, it, it, it so is.
1: Hard. But, it but is. you know, it's hope. It's so much hope, and especially I, now because people right. love. You just have to. You just have to try to maybe find. Oh, I'm not even going to put that in the air. Nothing in the atmosphere. But just know you're special. You are right. so special, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I and I say to myself sometimes, I wish I had been like on that. I mean, I wish I would have started changing that. <laughs> I said, I'd be, I'd be a rich sister, because baby, all you it's a mental. Everything is a mental. Uh, yeah. And, and even if you have to do an affirmation, I'm sorry,
0: go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say too, when you talk about um, loving yourself, that also means being able to date yourself.
1: For those yes. who are single,
0: you got to be able to do things by yourself and show that you're okay. And Can I, I will go to the movies the in a heartbeat. I will go to
1: restaurant in a heartbeat. You don't need- Travel. Right. I've done so many solo trips. You meet people. The world of technology has made it so convenient. Mm -hmm. And I used to travel with different groups, with concerts, all kinds of things. I've hit in with vitiligo, without vitiligo, I've had a wonderful life. I've had a wonderful life. And one thing, once I got over the period of anger, Mm -hmm. extreme anger, once I got over that period, it was like, I got, I want to change. I don't want to be this person. So, I didn't have anybody around. My friends, they had boyfriends, this, that. And it was always like, like I was the third wheel a lot in life. A whole lot in life. But guess what? Mimi was the the most fun person at the table. (laughs) Right. And we had a ball because it wasn't about me having somebody. I knew that one day I was going to have somebody. And if I did get married, guess what? I was going to party and I was going to travel and have a ball and work. That was just my plan. If I didn't, I had to love myself to want to be with myself, to travel with myself, absolutely. meet new people, and enjoy. But be safe. All you got to do is be. just try to be safe. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah I, have a, I have a lot of network of friends because I was in Gary, born and raised there. Then going to Tennessee, I have groups of friends there. And then when you college, friends are everywhere. Everywhere, yep. So go travel. Don't, hey, I remember, look. okay let me go let me rewind i was about to go back (laughs) but listen if you have with your friends you have friends all over travel meet them there go to their houses you don't have to traveling look love yourself that's it love yourself yourself. if if you are my facebook page you know what i mean about travel fun Mm -hmm. and everything else i try to live my motto is life should be enjoyed right absolutely life should be enjoyed and once you enjoy yourself people see you enjoying yourself yeah. men right. and women see you enjoying yourself and then they come attracted to, attracted to you them. to that energy that positive Absolutely. energy my energy was so negative before my I remember one time my sister said I said and she said if you were my sister I wouldn't be your friend wow wow and this is my sister. This is my uh, Irish twin. The same parents. She was born April of eighty. I was born December of eighty. Wow, that wow. close. Yes, yes. Slepping the same bed all I dang on life. Every dead <laughs> sister, my twin. And she said that to me. I was like, "What?" That's how me. I was just angry. But I was so yeah. angry, and I never. And nobody could mm-hmm. ever tell me anything. And nobody could ever tell me anything. Nobody can tell me nothing. And so I didn't know how to filter it out. But once right. I started, I, I was crying. I was crying, crying to my dad. And I was just crying, crying, crying. I'm just tired of being angry. He said, pray about it. Open up the Bible, pray about it. I prayed about it. I just kept saying, and every day I just kept saying, I'm tired of being angry. God, I, and I kept praying, God, I don't want to be angry no more. I don't right. want to be angry no more. I don't want to be angry no more. And it stopped. And it stopped. Not saying that it was like an instant... Instantaneously, the, it the anger, yep. the, it, it, what that was was an instant, but it's but in the end, it stopped. Right. If you knew who I was before, you would be like, Whoa, I have people, and it's funny, like, you remember when in college you were when you was... and so I was just, I was always that sister that took up from my brothers and sisters. I was always the one when people, you know, uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, come come, come, uh uh-uh. uh, y'all move back. It was me, I was always the one <laughs> right. about to fight everything, it was always me. Because I'm very protective, but it's just in the end, once you see how beautiful you are mm-hmm. and that you're a person of value, mm-hmm. I need something to hear it. Right.
2: And that <laughs> you add value. Right. <laughs> absolutely. In situation.
1: It's in any situation, mm-hmm. but not only that, like I said, energy is everything. Yeah. People feed off your energy. And if people feed people feed off that people want to leech off you, people want to do you have to look for people like that yeah, in right, relationships. Right. And yeah, and you know, people are different now. Dating is different, everything's different. Everything is <laughs> yeah. difficult. I was yeah. just blessed for TJ. I'm so blessed. Yes, I'm you so- are, and I am so blessed.
2: With you. <laughs> <laughs> <thank> God blessed <laughs> us. With you.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. But, yeah, at the same time, it was
2: y'all. Look,
0: I want to honor your time. It, mm-hmm. We have been on for almost an hour. Right. I thought we would be going to be done, but we knew we were all talking. So, hey, no, be. no, 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 no. This is all great. <laughs> look, look, there's somebody's out there listening and they're going to hear something you said, something TJ said and go, oh, I needed to hear that. I'm glad they said that. So that's the important part about the podcast. It's not about me as the host. It's about what what we're talking about, the words that we're putting out to the atmosphere, somebody's going to hear it, whether they're here in the United States or in another country, because this will travel mm-hmm. around the world. Somebody's going to hear it. It's going to touch somebody's life. And I feel like that's the most important part of having this dialogue and having this conversation. But before we wrap up, we give you two, um, any last words of encouragement to anybody, then I'll wrap things up and we'll close out.
2: I'll just say that uh, just no matter what goes on, no matter what happens in your life, do not quit. This is not a quitter's exercise. This is an exercise of completion. You have goals to to set. You have things to do, you have things to accomplish. You have a whole life to live, regardless of whether you're in the middle of a pandemic or whether you're in the middle of an earthquake or whether just there's a right, storm of right. life that's just consistently above your head. Don't quit because I'm telling you there's a goal and there's a blessing waiting for you at the end of all of this. You know, you're, you're going to see yourself change and, and that's that's OK. You're, you're going to change. Uh, you change. People change every day. I know you don't Absolutely. wear the same clothes all of, every day. So I know you change your clothes every day. <laughs> right. it's, so it's no big. It shouldn't be a big issue for you. But I understand if it is. But regardless of whether it is or not, don't quit. Keep Absolutely. fighting ahead. That's Absolutely. what I
1: like to say to,
2: to everyone.
1: Uh, when, I was, when I was growing up, I wish there were the support groups that are out now. I wish that I had the support. I wish that I had anybody when I was younger. Take advantage of the people around you the, the you have support you have friends you have each other just know that they're going through the same thing you're going through and that you're crying about the same thing they're crying about that's a that, that some, sometimes that develops friendships absolutely you know date somebody else with vitiligo you know what you're going through. Try. Maybe we need to do a Vitiligo dating game. Mark, I want to be those. I want to be
3: those. The, the,
1: the Vitiligo I dating host. game.
0: Uh oh. So, we, look, we we'll keep love, that in mind. Look. <laughs> right. Love, I love, be, okay. But
1: love yourself. Right. Love yourself. And change is okay. Change is okay. You have the means and the know how now and the technology. Change
2: what, is okay. One thing I, I always say, because uh, when In Krav Magad, they always tell you, uh, it's a fighting discipline, they always tell you to develop a warrior mindset, develop a mindset where you are determined to still go ahead and keep going Mm -hmm. and keep pushing forward. Try to hone yourself. And in order to do that, you must know who you are. And that that requires loving yourself as well, Mm -hmm. what we just discussed. So love yourself, develop a warrior mindset, Mm -hmm. and then you can find somebody easily because they'll see that this person is a warrior. It might not be easy,
1: (laughs) but they'll, not. they'll see the confidence that you have confidence right.
3: you have especially confidence.
1: in men especially in men confidence yeah. is everything yeah. confidence yeah. is when women see confident men they want you so listen fellas you if, if you got a problem now dating is you and what i mean by that is right. you not you have to get yourself together mentally so you can love on that woman
0: Absolutely, a lot of us start the same, and the, sa- and the
1: sa- yes, and vice versa.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Michelle and TJ, I thank you two so very much for coming on the show. We had a great conversation. Might have to do a part two. I'm sure there's more we can talk about. I know. Than the other days <laughs> <things> out there. <laughs>
3: I um, got a three, a four, (laughs) a five. You you know, that's
0: right. And and for the people out there listening, we thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. That's all of our VIT Friends podcasts. Um, For this show, I I thank you very much. Um, Remember, Valentine's Day is coming up on Monday. Make sure Mm -hmm. you're loving somebody. But guess what? Mm -hmm. If you don't have anybody to love, look at yourself in that mirror and learn to love yourself You have been listening to Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. You'll take care. Have a blessed day. You have been listening to Living Life and Love with your host, Mark Braxton. This podcast was sponsored by My Bit of Light team.